You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Behave is brought to you by Family Pet. FamilyPet.com, the knowledge center. It's Behave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Dogs driving cars? The king of the jungle pining for a little moose in his mane? I mean, are bears performing yoga? Hey, did I get your attention? I thought so. Guess what? All of these scenarios are true. It seems like uh, some of our human qualities and our quirks are rubbing off on some of our pals in the animal kingdom, as well as those who swim in oceans. And here to explain is our very special guest, the executive editor of Reader's Digest, Barbara O'Dare. Hey, welcome to the show, Barbara. Hi there. Thanks for having me. I know. I'm just thinking out loud. Lions and dogs and bears <laughs> doing, oh my, you're going to be explaining a lot of this in the special episode right after we take this commercial break. So, hey, you listeners, you know the drill. Sit and stay good listeners. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today has a tale to tell. Make that many tales to tell. The staff at Reader's Digest has researched all over the globe, and they have discovered a dozen amazing examples of animals acting like us, people. And sharing these tales is our guest today. She is executive editor of Reader's Digest. That makes her the top dog at Reader's Digest. Actually, and our the second dog. <laughs> oh, second dog. It was the publisher, the top dog? The editor-in-chief. Oh, editor-in-chief. Well, <laughs> that's okay. You're still top dog in my mind. Thank you. And, you know, our special guest has quite a special pedigree in the world of magazines. Mm-hmm. She has been an editor at Moore Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, Us, Rolling Stone, just to name some. So I want you all please give pause and applause to our very special guest, the executive editor of Reader's Digest, Barbara O'Dare. Hey, I'm glad you're here. 
I'm so glad I'm here, too. This is one of my favorite topics. So I, I look forward to telling tales, as you say. So let's give a little background to our listeners. This is appearing in the May issue of Reader's Digest. And the, tell us a little of the backstory about, is this something you do once a year? What's the deal? Well, our readers do love animals, and they love it when we put a really cute dog on the cover. And <laughs> this time, we didn't do a dog. We wanted to um, play around a little bit and do something surprising. So we put a baby panda on the cover. And it is adorable. If you see it in your supermarket, it really jumps out at you, not literally, but it stands out and it's just so cute. So we don't always do animals that act like people. We often do hero pets or amazing animals, but this is the first time we've tried animals that act like people. And we are just drawn to the subject because there are so many examples. I'm laughing because I'll have to dust off my old journalism background, but I was a newspaper reporter for 20 years and then I've done magazines and all that. Got into the pet world as a behaviorist and a pet first aid instructor and now live coming from you, Pet Life Radio, a radio announcer. Years ago, Barbara, I actually wrote an article for Reader's Digest and it was a hero dog and he helped uh, firefighters and it was probably about 20 years ago and I was so excited when I got my Reader's Digest and I ran around the neighborhood, look, 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 there's my byline, there's my byline. (laughs) I bet we were really excited to get that too because as I say, um, any dog in Reader's Digest is sure to succeed. Yes, but now you're popping up pandas on the cover. You had me at panda. So this is in the May issue, and I don't want to be a spoiler alert for everyone that you're going to be illustrating in the article, but what's the situation? What's the hanging out with the pandas? What's going on? What have you found out about pandas that make them act like us? Well, the babies in particular are strangely human-like. They sleep in the same position as a little infant a little human infant, and they're shy, and they roll around. I don't know. There's been a a viral video on YouTube of a panda bear that that can't stand up yet, and he's kind of playing with the ball. He rolls over the ball, and then the ball takes over and rolls him around. It's just the cutest thing in the world, and so we just love pandas, and we had to give them their due for being almost as cute, not quite as cute as human babies. I don't know. It's a, it's a tie in my book. It's a tie, <laughs> you know? And I mean, here's these guys, you know, so where did you do your research for the pandas? How did you get your information? I'm growing up as a newspaper reporter, so I was right. taught, if your mother told you she loves you, we were taught, check it out. So how do, you exactly. check out, how do you check out that pandas like to cavort? Well, we have a really ace research department here, and we always use about three sources at least to Mm -hmm. confirm the veracity of our stories and statements that we make. And so our research chief did a real um, close job on this because, you know, we want to get it right. And um, we looked at tapes and we read books. And we consulted other articles about pandas, and we found all the same things that we put in our article. So we feel we're safe. (laughs) (laughs) And I can just imagine you interviewing a panda. I don't know. Do you speak Pandanese? (laughs) Very poorly. Well, we're speaking with Barbara O'Dare. Am I pronouncing your last name correct? I hope? Yes, you are. Yahoo! Because it's radio, <laughs> baby. I got to make sure I'm doing it right. <laughs> and we're going to get back to some of the other examples. But you've got, from what I understand, a tabby trio of your own. I do. I have three cats. They are unique from each other, real originals. 
and I can give you any details you'd like about them. I could talk about them forever, so I don't want to bore you well, with my stories. You won't bore me, but let's get the lowdown on the three, what their names are, their ages, right. and maybe something that makes them special. All right. I have twin sisters okay. who we rescued from engines of cars at our friend's farm in southern New Jersey. It was raining and their mother was nowhere to be seen and these little cats had curled up in different engines of these cars on the on the property. And so we took two of them. There was another one that we didn't take and brought them home and, and nursed them and they've turned into two beautiful and very different cats. One is long hair and one is short hair, but they're from the same litter. You know why that is, don't you? No, tell me. Okay, I'm an animal behavior, so I can tell you. Uh-oh. That little hussy had more than one suitor. So a, a female cat can be impregnated by more than one tom cat. I had no idea. Yeah, That's they remarkable. got different They got different daddies. Oh, well, so I guess that makes them stepsisters. Well, you know, they're fine. They're, so what are their names? What's the so, Luna was named by my younger daughter, and she is this sort of, the, I guess she's like a quasi-tiger, mm-hmm. and uh, very pretty, but very aloof, the oh, classic okay. cat. Okay. And Coco is absolutely a bundle of joy, so sweet, long hair, also a little bit tigerish, but, you know, kind of a mutt, mm-hmm. and just absolutely delightful. The saddest thing is that she belongs in the basement now Uh-oh. because she has a little urinary problem. Oh, pee-pee. And we just cannot solve it. So she yeah. lives in the basement. And I send the third one down there to play with her, and that's Charlie. Charlie is an all-black kitty who we also got from a shelter. Mm-hmm. And he holds me at night when I sleep. He puts his two paws on my face and holds my face. And yeah, it's really incredible. So I, um, I never want to give that up. (laughs) No, no. Well, we can talk for hours on the three P's, pee, poop, (laughs) and puke. But a lot of times it could be a medical condition. It could be a behavior issue. um, But you should have at least one litter box per cat plus one. It's the math that you have to do. But um, whenever you clean anything that little Coco is doing, never use any product that has ammonia in it. Because ammonia is a kissing cousin to urine, and it'll just attract him back. Oh, my gosh. Okay, good to know. So there you go. I just answered the executive editor of Reader's Digest, a key question. (laughs) It's a burning question. I've had two leather couches destroyed by this animal. Wow. Much as I love her. All right, well, let's move on. You know, you have cats, and you just exemplified that they have different personalities and quirks, and you guys decided this year to do an article about when animals act like people, and we talked a little bit about the pandas, but I got to ask you, are lions, like, trying to make appointments at beauty salons? What's up with their mane? Well, lions are uh, very particular when it comes to their hair. And in particular, I mean, the men, the men, the male lions. <laughs> the Fabios have, that roar. That's right, Fabios right. That roar. The hunky okay. ones have, you know, the beautiful manes. And the more beautiful the mane, the more attractive they are to females. Oh. And nighttime is when they groom their hair and socialize. <laughs> They're not going to the bar at night. They're not watching the football game. They're like, nope. I'm busy. I'm fixing my main for my lady. I'm fixing my main for my lady. <laughs> they are out there. And huh? when fights break out between them, mm-hmm. the lions with the you know more gorgeous tresses 
mm-hmm. get preferential treatment. And uh-huh. the lady lionesses tend uh-huh. to flock more toward the lions that have incredible manes. So it's uh, definitely discriminatory, but, you know, they're so beautiful, you can't really hold it against them. Now, you got some of that information, I guess, from an evolution and animal behavior expert by the name of Pete West, and he has a PhD, so he should probably know his stuff, right? Correct, yes. Okay. (laughs) And I'm just picturing him, sorry, he probably is bald. He probably does not have... Oh, gosh, I never even thought of that. Well... I'm glad I didn't bring it up. I'm as curious as a cat now to know what the hairstyle Peyton West PhD is for your article. <laughs> I'm sure our research chief can help you there. <laughs> nothing that there's nothing wrong with being bald. Nothing. I'm not saying nope. that. I'm just. I would think that, or wouldn't it be kind of neat if he did have long flowing hair like a lion? Yes. Yeah, it would be. Now you've got to figure that out. I want to know the answer to that. I'm <laughs> I'll really let curious. you know and call you back. <laughs> okay. You promise? Okay. <laughs> now, the other one that I want, and we're going to bring a couple up after the commercial, but seriously, I live in California. I've lived in all parts of the country. I wasn't in the witness protection program, but I have seen crazy drivers in every <laughs> nook of our country. And now you go out and you're talking about dogs that drive cars from New Zealand? What? Yes, yes. We have a video of this on our iPad version, our tablet version of the magazine, if in case you don't believe us. <laughs> yeah, there but you go. But they're from New Zealand and they were trained to drive a Mini Cooper around a racetrack and they obeyed the speed limit. They didn't go above 20. Okay. So they would probably drive you crazy if you were trying to get somewhere fast. But the engineers raised the gear shift and the pedals so that they could reach them. And then they added handles to the steering wheel so the dogs could actually put their paws in these handles. And it was a stunt that was an effort by the uh, Auckland Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals to show off that these dogs are smart Mm -hmm. and can do things like this. So I think it works. And now I'm looking at the rundown. You've got Monty, a giant schnauzer, Porter, a bearded collie mix, and Ginny, a bearded collie whippet mix. So yes. do they have doggy driver license now? I'm sure they have to. I mean, <laughs> you know. Can you imagine? It. Think about this. All the people in America who are so excited when they can train their dog to fetch the remote or get them <laughs> a beer out of the refrigerator. And you can just be sitting back in uh, New Zealand saying, Monty, 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 please, ah. honey, I, I don't want to leave the house right now. Would you go and get me a, a six-pack yeah. of beer? Come yeah, on back. Yeah, pick up and the, the dog take gr- out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a talent. <laughs> it's adorable. I'm just curious how they were able to not crash these very expensive cars, the Mini Coopers, and trust them with dogs. I mean, seriously, that's more trusting than trusting teenagers with BMW. <laughs> Well, the trainers, of course, were right there. They were mm-hmm. by the sides of the cars and they were coaxing them and, you know, showing them which direction. If they started to veer off to the left, they would show them, you know, move mm-hmm. to the right a little bit. And they obeyed these gestures and their training. So very good dogs. And they were all adopted. Oh, after, good. Yes, they were all adopted after the video showed oh, online. Of course. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand their new jobs. They're working at the DMV in New Zealand. <laughs> they're doing yeah, they're the testing. very strict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woof, woof. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you don't want to get barked at by your driver's ed instructor, right? <laughs> Literally. Absolutely. 
Hey, everybody. We're speaking with Barbara O'Dare. She is the executive editor of Reader's Digest. In this May issue, you got to get a copy of it. It's a great article. It's called When Animals Act Like People. We've just talked about lions, and we've talked about dogs, and we talked about pandas. We're going to tell you a little bit about some moves that bears can do when it comes to yoga and more right after we take this quick commercial break. So everybody just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Ray, and you're listening to OB Hayes with Arden Mark on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OB Hayes. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OB Hayes Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have done this show for many years, and this is the first time I have ever had a special guest like Barbara O'Dare dare to tell me the truth that there are lions that are quite fussy about their manes, and there are dogs who drive, and there are pandas who act like our babies in their actions. So I got to tell you, when it comes to yoga, Barbara, I am a pretzel. I cannot do the whatever. And now I'm feeling even worse because I'm looking at this animal you're going to talk about next who's kind of big and bulky. And you're telling me a bear can do yoga better than me. Now I feel really bad. But tell me about Santra. Santra is a female bear in Finland at the Atari Zoo. And she regularly practices yoga and perhaps (laughs) meditation in her environment. Wow. And um, people are just amazed by the activity. And I was too. I have to admit, this is my favorite. If I had to pick a favorite, I love oh, them all. Okay, but good. Um, the pictures, we run three pictures in the magazine. And she's doing stretches that would defy probably most women. Um, <laughs> Ability. And it doesn't matter how bulky she is. She is yeah. performing perfectly. She's stretching her legs and then she does both of them. And then she gets down and she does what's called a downward dog. And I know for the yoga people out there, they'll know what that is. And she doesn't seem to mind mixing species there. <laughs> so it's incredible. We just loved the picture so much we had to show them. Now, does she do the same routine every morning or does she vary it? Does she have a personal yoga instructor? I mean, where in the hell did she learn this? 
I think she caught herself. Somehow it seemed instinctual, which you would never expect. But she doesn't do exactly the same routine. But Mm -hmm. bears do stretch, and they like the feeling. They like to stretch out. So they are perfectly capable of doing all kinds of things to their limbs. I'm sure they're more limber than we are, generally. Now, how did you verify this? I mean, what did you do Mm -hmm. to make sure that this isn't some guy or gal in a bear costume? (laughs) Well, the pictures look pretty convincing, but, you know, you never know. So, of course, our research staff called up the zoo and verified it with them, and then we found other sources that did claim mm-hmm. accurately the spare does yoga. You didn't get a trip to Finland? Come on! No, no, very sad. And there even is a Finnish Reader's Digest, but we just didn't make it over in time. Oh my gosh, we're going to. Now, I'm just picturing Santra, the female bear at the zoo in Finland, and getting this popularity. And has she released her first yoga, bear yoga video yet? <laughs> no, she has oh. not. And she's really behind. She's missing <laughs> a golden opportunity. I know. I mean, she really, seriously. (laughs) Now, in this, you were saying that she can do a one-legged split and an open-leg seated balance pose. I have no idea. That's a great description. Take that, Yogi. Take that, Yogi. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yogi. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo. How about a picnic (laughs) basket and a little session of yoga? Aren't you glad you're a guest on my show? I'm so glad because I love talking about this and it's fun. All right. Next up, is there one you want to say next? Because I don't want to give away all of them, but there's a couple that I'm leaning toward and you steer me that are kind of showing how much our pets really are devoted to us. And, you know, you mentioned that you have three cats with very, very distinctive personalities. Yes. And there's a cat or two that are being honored in this and one for the owner and one for a blind dog. Which one do you want to showcase? I'll start with the owner because that's relatable. This cat was adopted from a shelter by Isoli Renzo. I believe that's the correct Italian pronunciation. You did that marvelous, marvelous. (laughs) Thank you. And the, the animal, the cat, and the owner developed an inseparable bond. And so when the owner died, the cats followed the procession to the cemetery and stood guard at the gravesite. And every day now goes to the gravesite and stands guard, you know, just in case. I don't know if they're spirits, you know, fooling around, but that cat is right there by the side of his owner still. Wow. And sometimes he brings little gifts, a sprig, a, a flower sprig, paper towels, a plastic cup. These are just some of the items that this little cat has brought to the gravesite. And they must represent things, you know. It, it goes to show you that animals are really intelligent. Cats are intelligent. Now, and this is a, um, the cat's name is, is it pronounced Toldo? Toldo, yes. T-O-L-D-O. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hoping someone is taking care of Toldo right now. But Toldo has a schedule, a daily schedule. Yes. Yes, he's got a schedule. He's right on time. And I think it's very comforting. And it's just such a lovely little story. I think Renzo's family is taking mm-hmm. care of Toldo now. Wow. Toldo's I only mean, three. Wow. See, my behavior background, we talk about the human-animal bond. And look at this. I mean, here is a shining example. Even after the gentleman has passed on, this is paying homage to all the days that they got to spend together. Yeah, it's really remarkable. I'm looking over at my two cats, Ziki Murphy. If I should pass on before you guys, are you going to be hanging out at the cemetery? 
No, you said you're getting cremated, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. They'll keep your urn. Yeah, they'll keep my urn. Yeah, they'll rub, do little cheek rubs against it. Now, there's <laughs> another cat, I guess. Let's see if I can get the name of this cat. Putty Cat. Putty Cat, but it's spelled funky. Tell me about Putty Cat. Oh, it's actually Putty Tat. And oh, Putty Tat. Yeah, that's Excuse the pronunciation me. from the cartoon. Oh, Putty Tat, Putty Tat. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is in North Wales in the United Kingdom. And this beautiful dog, an eight-year-old chocolate lab retriever named Careful, started to slowly go blind and was bumping into furniture and not able to get around and soon was just consigned to his dog bed because he couldn't get around. And just on a whim, the owner adopted a shelter cat, a stray cat, actually, and mm-hmm. named her Putty Cat. And uh, this wonderful cat started guiding Turfle, the dog, because Turfle, you know, eventually went fully blind. And we have a picture. You could see the dog has glassy eyes and the cat is under his chin, just, uh-huh. you know, gently nudging him and really acts as a seen eye cat for this blind dog. All uh-huh. around the neighborhood, all around the house, he takes care of them. That is so, so it's, cool. It's amazing. I'm wondering, the dog's like, thank you. I don't have to use a cane. I have a cat, right? I would imagine. Now, that shows love. I have two dogs and two cats. I call them my furry fab four, Barbara. Chipper, (laughs) Cleo, Murphy, and Ziki. And they love each other and they sleep together. And it just, it's so nice because the truth about cats and dogs are if they're introduced right, they can be really good friends and cross-species works. So I'm just wondering if this cat is looking at this poor dog and saying, dude, dude, over here, over here, over here, and realized, you know, I have a job now. I wonder, do you think the the cat has part corgi in him because That's it's it's from North Wales. I'm just joking, but yeah, you know, I know you are. They're the herding dogs, you know, are from North herding Wales. Instinct, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe she saw them doing it. Yeah, maybe Putty Tat was watching a bunch of corgis and said, "Oh, jeez, I can do that. I can do it with a blind <laughs> dog. Watch me." That's right. Right. <laughs> Could do it with my eyes closed. That's right. That's right. I can just use my whiskers as navigation. I can do it. <laughs> we have many other stories that we want to not tell because we want people to go out and buy the magazine. We've got a camel eating breakfast. We've got monkeys doing math. We've got pigeons. Oh, my gosh. You covered the whole animal kingdom, whales, everything. Tried. And I don't want to spoil it because I think you shared some insights into some that really will make people to run over. I mean, I'm going to be in the grocery aisle later today. I'm picking up a copy of Reader's Digest. That's terrific. I'm paying the big bucks for you, Barbara. (laughs) I'm keeping your job. We do appreciate it. We do. Is there any uh, special link or any website you want us to dash over to? We have 800,000 listeners, and they have, I know they have their pen in their hand right now, or they're at the keyboard. Well, if you can't get a hold of the magazine or also want to see some videos, you can go to our tablet version on iPad and Kindle Fire, and you will get all of these pictures and stories and more, and these great videos of animals doing amazing things. So that's the iPad version, and you can get that at the iTunes Store or Amazon. 
And then, of course, we have our website, which is readersdigest.com. Okay. Well, that makes it easy, right? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> we hope so. All right. We are very delighted that we've had Barbara O'Dare on our show. She is the executive editor of Reader's Digest, and I can just tell by her giggles that she had a blast shepherding this article in the May issue of Reader's Digest. It's how animals kind of start acting a little bit like us. They're picking up our qualities, right? Yes, and I just want to give a shout out to the photographer whose book we took some of the pictures from. These are portraits of the lion, the panda, and a couple of others, and they are so human looking. It's just remarkable. The expressions on their faces, this kind and, you know, just very moving. And his name is Tim Flack, and he's got a book out called More Than Human. Oh, nice. um, It's a picture book, so there's many, many more animals in there, too. Well, we're giving a shout out to Tim Flack. It's called More Than Human. Yes, it is. Hey, I've written 30 books. I'm always there to champion any author because we make so much money these days as an author, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) I will do anything to help out another person who who knows how to write a book. Um, You have been great on the show. I want you to just hang back Uh for a second. We're going to end the show, but Barbara O'Dare, you've been a great guest. I also want to give a salute to... Mark Winter. He is my executive producer. He is the producer of the entire Pet Life Radio Network. We are 6 million listeners strong for all the shows. And you can dash over to PetLifeRadio.com. And we want to make sure that we get you the link, Barbara, so that hopefully Reader's Digest will post your episode somewhere on your digital versions so we can get people a little cross-reference, a little going there. And also, what we do now, we have a special feature. Once at the end of each show, we have people who are always asking asking us questions about why does my dog and why does my cat do this or that. I'm happy to share with you that we now have a sponsor, FamilyPet.com. It is the Knowledge Center. So in honor of Barbara being here, we have a cat question. And and the question that we're going to ask and answer is this. What is the advantage of using finger toothbrushes to clean your cat's teeth? I can just picture you, Barbara, every week religiously <laughs> brushing your kitty's teeth, right? Oh, don't make me feel guilty. All right, all right, well, all right. I did get one braces, however. All right, braces? All right, so here's the answer, folks. Finger brushes, they're a really great invention for people who are trying to give their cats a good teeth brushing in between the professional dental cleanings from your veterinarian. Think about it. You want to stick a gigantic toothbrush in your cat's mouth? I don't think so. So here's what you do to kind of get them the advantages is that if your cat was to bite you while you're cleaning his teeth, Well, the material on that toothbrush that fits over your finger gives you a little bit of a cushion, so that's good. And the finger toothbrush is there to give just enough right amount of pressure on their teeth so you can get kind of closer inside their mouth and work in in between the teeth and you'll check out the gums a little bit. They're also good. They won't make the cat gag. I promise you this. I'm a master instructor in pet first aid. I have a cat who is my teaching assistant, Ziki, with my dog. We just had a class and we showed everybody how to brush Ziki's teeth and she didn't swipe, snarl, or howl at anyone. So you got to go slow and gradual. Make it a fun experience for your cat. You know, do it in a room where you can close the door so they don't do kitty escape. 
And, you know, doing something like that, it gets you used to your cat getting your fingers in their mouth. So when your cat has to go to the veterinarian or the groomer and they need to get their mouth fussed with, the kitty knows, hey, I got a big payday. I get a treat. Nothing bad happened. And your vet bills will be lower because you're keeping good hygiene in your cat. So this is the answer from FamilyPet.com. Are you excited about that, Barbara? I'm very excited about that. I think I'm going to try it at home. All right. All right. I also want to thank all of you listeners. We're getting close to 1 million listeners on the Behave show. Barbara probably knows a few people. So Barbara, we hope you can get, encourage people to tune in. You Just, and you can tune in anywhere, anytime. It's like TiVo for the ears because it's on iTunes, widgets, I mean, galore. We make it so you can listen to any show, anytime at your convenience. So this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>